Welcome to Arise Life, a community of believers being equipped, empowered, and released into their destiny. For more information, go to arisealife.org or follow us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Come on, come on, but I'm so appreciative to all of you all who've been liking and sharing and commenting and praying on these updates. Um, there is an absolute barrage of information, misinformation, confusion, and a lot of stuff just targeted to get you riled. Anybody here, you turned on the TV or watched a video and lost your ever-loving mojo? You either went to rage, eh, my conspiracy people, you went to, uh, <laughs> you went to, or you, you, got, you got completely panicked or you're overcome with sorrow. Listen, we cannot war out of those places. We war from the fruit of the spirit. We war from love. We war from hope. We war from vision. Listen, listen, the prayers that come out of, <laughs> go that far. But the prayers that come out of the heart of God, we can't, Jesus, God said, unless, you cannot come to me unless you believe that I am, and better to say, believe that I am who I say I am. And he sits enthroned. I, I want to read you a passage from Daniel chapter 7. Sorry, Nehemiah. Um, but he'll get over it. Um, it he said he's, he's having a dream. In the first year of the king of Belshazzar, king of Babylon, Daniel had been the most powerful man in the known world, especially when Nebuchadnezzar lost his mind. He was the prime minister. He had authority to bring all kinds of good things. But when Nebuchadnezzar died, he was put out to pasture and he lost all voice. And Belshazzar, when Belshazzar came to power, it was horrible. It was horrible. He just drank and, and all the time. And his dad went around, Nabitus, uh, went out and just did whatever he wanted. And Daniel had no power and no authority. Listen, when you think you have no power and authority, you're actually believing a lie. When you feel powerless, that's evidence of a lie. Because you are seated with him in heavenly places. You have been made one with him in Christ. And therefore, you have authority. Not to do willy-nilly, but to agree with God and to release his will on the earth. And so when, when you, if outwardly you feel powerless, you've got to recognize that's a lie. And you've got to go, God, what do you see? What do you see? And so Daniel was looking. He was looking because he was disturbed. He saw the known world going up in chaos. In the middle of this, there was another empire rising, the Medes and the Persians. There was war constantly. Everything that Daniel had worked his life for was going away. And he said, I, in the first year of Belshazzar, king of Babylon, Daniel had a dream. And visions passed through his mind as he was lying in bed, and he wrote down the substance of the dream. Daniel said, in my vision at night, I looked, and there before me were four winds of heaven churning up the great sea. The great sea in uh, the ancient world means absolute chaos. It, the sea was the most terrifying thing for them because they had no control over it. They didn't know what to do with it. So the great sea and four great beasts, each different from the others, came up out of the sea, out of the chaos. <sighs> the first was like a lion and it had wings of an eagle. And I watched until, this is the most thing, I watched until. If you don't like what you see, look for him until you see him. I looked and I looked and then its wings were torn off and it was lifted up to the ground. So it became, it stood on two feet. And therefore before me was a second beast. And I kept looking. And after that I looked. And there before me was a leopard, verse 6. And, and after that, in the vision at, at night, I looked. And there before me was a fourth beast. Terrifying and power, very powerful. Anybody been terrified? Listen. But he kept looking. Don't put your head in the sand, but keep looking. Keep looking. While I was thinking about all of this, ah, then, verse 11, uh, I, I, no, no, verse, sorry. Then, while I was thinking about the, the horns, and before me there was another horn, ah, 
And as I looked, thrones were set in place, and the Ancient of Days, God, took his seat. His clothing was as white as snow. The hair on his head was white like wool. His throne was flaming with fire, and its wheels were all ablaze. A river of fire was flowing, coming out from before him. Thousands upon thousands attended him. Ten thousand, ten thousand. Then times 10,000 stood before him and the court was seated and the books were opened. That's the sign I'm about to get busy. <laughs> That's why this court is in session. We talked about it. he reigns forever. Then I continued to watch. I keep watching. Have you been seeing signs? Have you been seeing miracles? Yes. If you've been watching those updates, God is on the move. The, the soldiers are going, we don't understand it. It's like a wind blows the bullets away from us. It's like we suddenly are invisible to the enemy, but yet we can, in the middle of the night when it's black, we can see, but they can't see anything. We, we prayed that they would be confused, and Elijah told me right after we prayed for that, that he watched where that a Russian ship shot its own plane. Come on. It reminds me. Remember Hezekiah? They had a huge army coming against them. And he's going, ah, right? But what did he do? He ran to the temple. He ran to the temple. He knew where to run. And he was like, God, good point to start. And in the place there came, a person gave a word and they said, listen, God's going to fight for you. And how did they do? He said, put the worshipers in front. That's what we did, didn't we? Come on. Why? Because you cannot be impressed with the enemy and worship at the same time. Yeah, can't because worship lifts him up in our eyes. True worship magnifies him. We see him as he is. He is all powerful, all loving, all wise. He has not been kicked off the throne. He's still God. <sighs> but we can't partner with that when we're like, ah, so we go to worship. They, why did they go out for worship? I think if they hadn't led with worship, they would have run the opposite direction, right? I mean, you've got a survival mechanism, right? Anybody here just wanted to go, Anyway, moving on. So in that point, they went out, and when they, they did, what happened in the night is, a, is a, an angel came on them, and the enemy started attacking itself. That by the time they got there, all they had left to do was gather up the spoils. Whew. And I was praying in the worship. The Lord kept, I kept hearing this phrase, peace breaks out. We are all good for war breaking out. What about peace? What about peace breaking out? Another word that heard, two words I heard was, I, I heard the Lord say, pray for division at the highest levels. And I, I watched a video where Putin was actually talking over and, and, and t basically telling one of his top ministers what to do. In Russia, if you know this, uvaženya, respect is the highest order. If you disrespect a man, it's on. And that, in that place, I, we're praying for division at the highest level because the word I heard was, how sudden was his fall? How sudden was his fall? Guys, guys, don't get it twisted. This is not Russia. This is Putin. And it's not even Putin. It is, his mind is deluded. Well, if he can reach Nebuchadnezzar, he can reach Putin. I love Christian said, how about we just pray for him to have a God encounter like Saul on the road to Damascus? I'd say that's a one and done surgical strike. What do you think? You know, like I think that'd solve a lot of things, right? I don't think, you know, who let you in? Well, <laughs> about that. But, but seriously, pray where we're excited. We're watching Russian soldiers like coming out of a fog of both deception, but just the general, like a spiritual fog and going, what are we doing? Laying down their arms. Come on, guys. Oh, you, you guys heard uh, yesterday that, that, um, that the uh, ambassador to America from Ukraine, she was giving the statistics and it is 20 to one Russians dying to Ukrainians. 
21 units, that doesn't work. You got to understand, they got tanks, right? They got all, they're ready. They came ready for war. But no, but God. One of the things is the, the spirit over areas, there's two aspects. Everything the devil does is to flip what God does. And so the, the thing about it is living in Russia, the dominant thing is terror. There's a sense of fear. They just, it, you walk across the border, it's like, oh, don't see me. You want to hide. I mean, it's just, you can feel it. It's just, ugh. the minute you cross over the Ukrainian border, it's a different thing. It's usually you get rebellion. It's like the Kazaki, who are you looking at? You get rebellion and you get, a lot of times you get lust. But God, those are flipped to what God says because Ukraine will be known for what's happening right now. They are becoming one like never before. The opposite of rebellion is unity. They are unified. Like uh, um, uh, Andre was listening in on the uh, Rada, the parliament of, of Dnipro uh, and, uh, in central uh, Ukraine. And, and, the, and, the, and the mayor was saying, oh my gosh, we have before this, we have never been more divided. Today, we are more unified than ever. Come on, listen, I, we were talking to Andre's, actually his sister and, and her husband, our pastors there, and we were talking to them and they were like, everybody's out in the streets, they're building barricades. We prayed for them to, them to be confounded, even like we, in, uh, in 2 Kings 6, how, how the, the God blinded an entire army. Well, guess what? After we prayed that, a huge fog fell on that area and the enemy was unable to move. It gave everybody time to get in there and do it. When saboteurs are going out, they're being spotted right away. I mean, some of that's country folk you know. You're like, you ain't from around here, is he? Right, you know, but, but some of it's straight up supernatural. There is so, man, the number of times they shoot at something, they shot, okay, they destroyed a 25-story apartment building, collapsed straight to the ground. You know how many people died? Zero. Huh, what? What? Because they're, I mean, what? Like over and over and over again. So it depends on where you look. If you're looking for fear, you will find it. If you're looking for anxiety, you will find it. If you're looking for terror, you will find it. But if you're looking for hope, the first couple days, the Ukrainian people were like, ah, freaked out. Wouldn't you be? They were like, our, we were talking with our cousin and she was saying, oh my gosh, I've, I, was, I was completely, uh, I, like we thought that this is like a bad dream I want to wake up from. We never thought this would happen. Day three, guess what? Oh, it's on. The people said, enough, we're not victims. Europe, if you want in on the winning side, Merry Christmas, but we got this, right? They're coming in, and literally, it is changing everything. They're not, you are not a victim in your circumstances any more than they are. Rise up and conquer. Then I continue to watch because of the boastful words the horn was speaking. So this, this thing, this horrible, terrifying thing he's seen is still speaking in the presence of God. Whew. I kept looking. I kept looking. I didn't, he didn't allow this horrible thing to keep his eyes off of Jesus. Until, and it's, uh, I kept looking until the beast was slain and its body destroyed and thrown into a blazing fire. And the other beasts had been stripped of their authority. In my vision at night, I looked and said, and there before me was one like a son of man. Jesus. Coming from the clouds on heaven, he approached the ancient of days and was led into his presence. He was given authority, glory, and sovereign power, and all the nations and peoples of every language worshipped him, and his dominion is an everlasting dominion, is one that will never be destroyed. We cannot afford to have a thought in our head 
about Ukraine, about ourselves, about our circumstances, about their circumstances, about Russia, about Belarus, anywhere, that's not in the heart of the Father. How can you tell? Well, the great thing is circumstances like this is pretty easy. Jesus said you'll know a tree by its fruit, right? What kind of fruit? What kind of fruit? Other fruits are there than godly fruit when you have a thought come into your head? Hmm? Fleshly, Fleshly thought. What, what kind of, what do those feel like? Anger? Anger? Overwhelmed. Overwhelmed? Anger? Fear? Fear? Anxiety? Anxiety? Sadness? Hopelessness. Hopelessness. Stuck. Mm. Judgment. Judgment. Oh, yeah. No, I didn't go there. Uh, <laughs> I, no, I, you need to understand this. Uh, day before yesterday, particularly, I had to war back to peace about 25 times. Mm. I lost my ever-loving mind about 25 times. Mm. Right? It's so easy. It's like, I mean, I start fantasizing about it. If I could. And God's like, really? Really? <laughs> Listen, listen, the, those thoughts, they, they parade themselves as wisdom. They make sense, don't they? They make sense, but they only lead to hell. You'll know, so listen, we've got to get good at not partnering with those thoughts. And we have to keep looking till we see one like a son of man seated in heavenly places, where we are seated with him to rule and to reign, to bring heaven to earth. That's why Jesus said we pray what? Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. I have a question. Is there war in heaven? Is there, is there, is there terror on, in heaven? There is joy. There is hope. There is love. That's why when you got joy flooding through you, you can't have anxiety. That's why when you have love flowing through you, you can't have hopelessness. I said this, that, that the, the thing that's on Russia is terror. But guess what? In domination. But you know what? It's the opposite. I was, coming, I was flying into Russia one day, and uh, if you've ever flown into Moscow in January, it's not pretty. Uh, I mean, the, the snow has been there for months. It's gray, black, nasty. I mean, it was just one of those days where the sun, like, kind of goes up, like, three inches above the horizon and then goes down. You know, and I was just like, oh. I was like, God, what do I know you love Russia, but what do you love about them? You got to help a brother out. Like, you got to help me out. See, if you do not see with the eyes of love, you do not yet see what God sees. If you do not see with the eyes of love, you don't yet see what God sees. And if you don't see what God sees, you have no authority over it. No matter how you rage. Boys and girls, I'm about to slap you, so gird yourself up. That conspiracy crap has taken away your joy. It's made you paranoid, and it's made you freaked out. And you can't do anything about it anyway. So why don't you get back into the Word and get back into the heart of the Father? I'm done with this. I'm done playing with y'all because we cannot afford to have thoughts in our head he doesn't have. I'll whack you. <laughs> if you're going online and it does not increase your joy, you're going to the wrong place. <laughs> so what happens is, I'm fly, we're, we're driving, I'm coming in on a bus, and I'm, I'm just sitting there going, what is it about Russia you love? And he said, oh, because what happened is, in the early 90s, they, it was open to the gospel. 
And statistically, every person in Russia gave their life to the Lord four times. <laughs> Just to make sure. It didn't take, did it? Because those who are true, you know, are, are followers of Jesus in a way of a real daily relationship are way under 1%. Why? What happened? I said, God, what happened? Was it not real? He said, no, it was real. But when they walked into the church, they, they did not find what had been advertised. But when they see a, my bride as she is, guess what they will do? They will follow her and give themselves like no other people. Because Russians, when they love, it's on. It's on. It is on. Like literally, if you're not wanting to be loved, <laughs> I mean, no. They are, listen, listen. One of the great, the great things, you, Russians are crazy in this. They're, one of the highest ideals is to give your life for a lost cause. Like that's like, oh, isn't that beautiful? Oh my gosh, I love that. Like, like this is why, like Zelensky standing in the middle outside going, you're looking for me? They're like, oh, I love you, man. Oh, just put a laser beam right on his head. Oh, that's beautiful. No, because they believe in laying down their lives for something, but they're not going to lay it down for nothing. They're not going to do it for nothing. I love what the, the one Ukrainian soldier was asked. They realized, why are you, why are you, uh, um, you know, he said, do you have enough guns? He said, it's okay. We'll get them from the Russians. <laughs> there is love, 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 love. And he said, they will love like no other. And the thing is, the calling on Russia is not to dominate, but to give themselves in love, to serve others. That is the call on Russia. Listen, we can't, we can't, we got to stop looking at things through their brokenness and begin to look at them through the eyes of heaven because only then can we call heaven to earth. The Russian people are not the problem. Not the Ukrainian people either. But also, I feel like there is a bigger prophetic word and a bigger prophetic picture too. And some, that's something that we've been, um, right, kind Warring of pressing for. in and worrying for for the last almost 20 years, I, I want to say, yeah. when we first heard that word. There um, has been a repeated prophetic word. Many of you guys know Hudson Taylor. He was one of the, God, the great uh, leaders of the modern missionary movement to China, 1880s. His very, I think it was his last sermon, he was standing at the pulpit and he had an open vision. He stopped cold. He saw an open vision and he saw the moves of revival. He said, and then the last revival was coming out of Russia and it began as a fire and it covered the entire earth. Wow. But it started in Ukraine. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It started yeah, in yeah. Ukraine and went over Russia. Yeah, yeah, and over all the earth, yeah. The billion yeah. soul harvest that we've been praying for and pressing in. So I feel like that's why and the prophetic destiny is so tied yep. there. And that's why such warfare is going on over that region. But I believe that there is a possibility right now um, the Lord said to me, he said, what if everything you've dreamed of and prayed for is wrapped up in what's rolling out? Do you have your book? I don't. Oh, gosh. All right. Masha, Masha got a prophetic word. On... I was like, I had, I had a cold and I thought I was tripping on Mucinex, honestly. <laughs> I like wrote it out. It was like so bizarre. So detailed. 
Um, this was like January 1st. <laughs> yeah, it was like in the very beginning of January. And the Lord um, said, um, said, don't make any sudden moves. Like take it one little step at a time. I will give you direction. Um, everything, everything you've been dreaming of and praying for is in the midst of what's about to roll out. And I had a feeling that rolling out, like not in a good way, you know what I mean? Like the earth, like the world is going to be shaken, but he said toolboxes with everything you need is uh, on its way. And that's my word for, for us today, that you toolboxes have been on its way, that you've been prepared. All of us have been prepared, especially, especially for this season. Yes. Especially for this season. We have everything we need. We have, yeah. Well, and you said you said about everything being the old. Oh being... yeah, and he said structures are about to start crumbling, but in the the old structures crumbling, there's going to be new life released. Yeah, and that only, that anything that's dead will die, and whatever is living will it remain. Will remain, yes. And about the streams in the desert, and how um, the rivers in the desert are going to start flowing, and all the wild animals. Come on. The wild animals is all the unsaved. Is all the people who are out there on the outskirts are going to start coming in to drink. Because the world is waiting to see manifest yeah. the sons and daughters of God. To see the bride see as she is. Singing, right? <laughs> it's looking for that. They're looking. Who here has walked into a church and gone, ah! And ran out the other door? <laughs> yes! Hopefully not yeah. here, but... <laughs> if you're, you came back. Um, <laughs> the thing is, is that the world... God is doing something. The world needs to see three-dimensionally the kingdom on earth to believe for the kingdom they cannot see. They need to experience heaven on earth to believe in heaven. And we have got, I love one of the things Steve Backlund said. He said, the most dangerous person is the one with the most hope. The person who has the most power and most influence is the one with the most hope. So I want to take a second here right now because, because what's happening right now in Ukraine is unearthing a lot of stuff in us, okay? And, and, you know, the whole thing is, you know, when you're on an airplane and it's going down, what drops from the ceiling? Mask. Oxygen mask. And, it's, and they say, if you're traveling with a child, please put your oxygen mask on first before assisting others, right? Your oxygen mask is having the mind of Christ, which you've been given, but you may not have actually connected up. <laughs> you have to turn it on. There's a button on the back. You turn it on. You receive the mind of Christ to see things the way he sees. And God, God is wanting to replace our thoughts with his thoughts. Our perspective with his perspective. And then we will be able to, it says, what's, uh, Romans 12. He said, therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies a living sacrifice. Give it all to him. Holy and pleasing to God. This is your true worship. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. That's receiving the mind of Christ, connecting with his thoughts. Then you'll be able to test and approve, put into practice, and release the will of God, the good, pleasing, and perfect will of God. Do you think God's good, perfect, and pleasing will is better than whatever you got going? What would your life look like if his perfect and pleasing will was fully evident in your life, in your home, in your work? 
listen, we will be of no good out there until we're good in here. So right now, what I want you to do, I want to close your eyes and just say with me, God, I give you my thoughts. I repent for partnering with everything other than you. And God, I receive your mind. I receive your thoughts, which look like love, joy, and peace. Mm. Lord, if there's anything that I have given power over me, other than you, I repent. Be Lord of me from the top of my head to the bottom of my feet. All I have is yours. Let your perfect will be manifest in me that I may be perfectly obedient to you, that your life and love will flow through me to all around me, and even to the world. Amen. This is why, you know, we're told in 2 Corinthians 10, he says, we do not war with flesh and blood, right? But we war against principalities and powers. We don't even war with Putin. We don't war with anybody. We war, and how do we do that? But I, are we going to go into the heavenlies and find some demon and drag him down to hell like we're some international, uh, intergalactic police force? No. Oh, well, then, Paul, how do we do it? Tell me, Paul, please. Well, it's funny you should ask. He says we do it by... We pause, we pause, we pause. If I can find it. There we go. He says, we do it on the contrary. He said, for we live in the world and we don't wage war as the world does. The weapons we fight with are not weapons of this world. On contrary, we have divine power. You have divine power to demolish strongholds. Where are these strongholds? We demolish arguments and every pretension sets itself up against the knowledge of God. Where, where are these arguments and pretension? We take captive every thought. You know what the war is? It's right here. The war is right here. If you have this fully under the Lordship of Christ, watch out, world. Amen. Watch out, because God will flow through you and destroy hell everywhere you go. But if this is not under the Lordship of Christ, it doesn't matter what you do. The devil's not worried about you. So how do we do it? He said, we take captive every thought. Oh, I'm wrestling. Anybody here tried to take captive a thought, and it took you captive? Do you know what I'm talking about? N nobody? No, seriously? Yes, you take captive a thought and you got taken captive. Some the only, of them are slippery. Some of them are slippery. The only, <laughs> but the thing is, like, how long do I have to hold this thing captive? Just long enough to do what? To take it, make it obedient to Christ. Take it to Jesus. Take it to the throne of the Ancient of Days and say, God, they say this. What do you say? You hear something, you see something online, something freaks you out, it brings negative fruit, take it to Jesus and say, Jesus, what do you say? And until you get peace, don't stop. I'll tell you, I, I one time did this 19 times in a row because every time I got a bad thought and took it captive and I was like, God, what do you say? Another bad thought would pop out. And I was getting really frustrated. But finally, when I broke through to peace, guess what? I had 19 thoughts taken captive. And I've been living with them for a while, so I, I could really use the space in my head. Listen, there is no other battlefield 
than the mind. Because once this is dealt with, everything else falls in place. Does that make sense? If the worship team could come up, y'all ready to do some war? Because one of the most powerful ways you do it is with your worship. One of the most powerful ways you do it is by lifting him high, getting him full in your eyes so you're not impressed with this world. You're not impressed with tanks. You're not impressed with suffering. You're not impressed with anything. And then you can bring heaven to earth. Let's stand. Woo! Father, we love you. We worship you. We adore you. We thank you that you're not impressed with our bank account. You're not impressed with our job situation. You're not impressed with our spouse. Well, you are really impressed with them, but, but not like that. You're not impressed with anything that renders us powerless because you have empowered us with divine power to destroy strongholds. And so, Father, we receive, we just receive the blessing of your grace to bring heaven to earth today. Let's worship.